Today on Drawing Near, we continue our study of the first chapter of Revelation. We have already learned that this revelation came from God, who gave it to Jesus, who then sent his angel to show it to John, the Lord's servant. We saw the blessing for those who read, hear, and obey this prophecy. The Lord wants his church to know what must shortly take place. He also wants the church to know that he is coming back with the clouds, and his return will be visible to all, even those who pierced him. The Church of Christ is to be strengthened and encouraged by these words. Today, we will see that although Jesus has ascended into heaven, he has not abandoned his church. So open your Bible and turn to the revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 1, and join us as we study our glorious Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you give us each day to study your word. I pray, Lord, that like David, your word will guide us and protect us from sin. And Lord, we ask that as we study your word, that we may gain understanding as well as encouragement and hope. Guide your people, Father, into all truth, so that we might follow Jesus Christ in a way that honors and glorifies him and reflects your light in this world. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In chapter 1, verse 12, we read, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. As we prepare to look at this passage today, I want to remind and encourage you to read chapter 1 on a daily basis. That way you can see the context in which all of this is written and not lose sight of the whole chapter by just studying a few verses at a time. So in verse 12 we read, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. Up until this time, John had only heard the voice. It was the sound of a trumpet. It was loud. It was clear. It got his attention. And so he heard this voice, and now he turned to see the voice. He knew the voice was not just a voice, it was a person projecting the voice. And so he says, having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. Later on in our study, we'll take a look at the seven golden lampstands, which are the seven churches that John is writing to. We'll also take a look at the seven stars, which is referred to down in verse 16. But today I want us to focus on the one who is doing the speaking. And so in the midst of the seven lampstands, There is one like the Son of Man. Jesus' favorite term for himself when he was teaching was the Son of Man. Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man. He was born of a virgin. Mary, a human woman, was his mother, and God is his Father. He is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So this is the Lord Jesus who is speaking. Then John begins to describe who it is that he is seeing. 
one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. In John's day, individuals who had a garment, a robe that went all the way down to the feet, were either royalty or priests, and high priests had a golden band around their chest. This is a picture of Jesus Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the highest of all royalty and our great high priest. He is ministering to the Father on our behalf. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. And so this is a wondrous vision here in Revelation of Jesus as King and Jesus as our great high priest, as the letter of Hebrews tells us. We're told in verse 14 that his head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. This depicts for us the righteousness and the holiness of Jesus Christ. White in Scripture reflects purity, holiness. We are told in the Old Testament, Come, let us reason together. This is what God says. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Jesus is holy and righteous. He is pure, without spot or blemish. And the fact that this white is upon his head indicates that his his mind or his truth is pure and righteous and holy. Well, then we are told about his eyes. His eyes are like the flame of fire at the end of verse 15. It is the idea that his eyes are piercing or burning, that he can see right into us, and that seeing into us, he can cleanse and purify his church. We are told in Hebrews, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature that is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Jesus' eyes see all, and they not only see, but they cause conviction and judgment. They turn up the heat. They burn into us, exposing all of our sin and our need for salvation. He sees and judges according to truth. In verse 15, John says, His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. The idea of feet as fine brass, as refined in a furnace, in all likelihood indicates Jesus' ministry in cleansing. Fire purifies. Now, Jesus himself did not need to be purified. He was already pure and holy without sin. But Jesus' work of spreading the gospel, of spreading the word of God, results in our cleansing, our refinement. And so this may refer to the feet of him who brings good news, the feet of the one who comes for our cleansing, for our purification. And then finally in verse 15, we are told that his voice was as the sound of many waters. John earlier had heard the voice of a trumpet call, but now when he turns and looks at him, he sees his voice as the sound of many waters. John is on the Isle of Patmos, exiled for the gospel and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And no doubt, on that island, 
he could hear the waters crashing up against the shore of the island itself. Well, Jesus' voice, like the sound of many waters out in the ocean, out in a big sea, it is dominant. I don't know if you've ever been to the ocean or to the sea, but if you have, even when you're not conscious of it, the dominant sound is the water crashing and moving. And Jesus' voice for the church is the dominant sound. It is always there, and it can always be heard above everything else if we will but listen. And then in verse 16, we're told that he had in his right hand seven stars. And we'll see that explained here in our next study. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Now, the sharp two-edged sword, always in the scripture, is God's word. So coming out of his mouth is the word of God, and it is sharp. It is two-edged. We saw that already just a few moments ago from Hebrews. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's with the word of God that he will teach and purify his church, that he will bring about salvation, but it's also through the word of God that he will judge the nations. And then finally, we're told that his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Jesus bears the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And when you look upon him, you see the glory of the Father reflected in his countenance. He is glorious. And so we have this description of the Lord Jesus Christ. To read it once again, he's walking in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. He is clothed in a garment down to his feet, girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun, shining in its strength. John sees this voice, and it is a picture of our glorious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is not a picture of Christ while he is hanging on the cross. This is the glorified Christ, the exalted Christ, the one who has received a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is our picture of our glorious Lord, and it is magnificent. And if this is not an image that you have of Christ, maybe you have one of the other images of Christ. You have an image of Jesus as Creator or Jesus as a babe in a manger, or Jesus as a young man being about his father's business, or Jesus as the Messiah working and walking among the people, making God known, or Jesus on the cross or the resurrected Christ. You can have all of those pictures, but please do not leave out this picture of our glorified Lord. It is glorious. It is magnificent. Father in heaven, we thank you for this picture. I believe it strengthens us to know that this is the head of the body, the church, and that this is the one who came to redeem us from our sin, to buy us back, and he is coming again for us. He is always at work in his church. He has not abandoned us at all, but rather he is ever-present and working, walking among the churches, holding the messengers to the churches in his right hand. Father, help us to keep our eye upon this image of Christ 
because this is the next image we may all see of him. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.